Good morning. Today's Daf Mbeitza is Daf Hay. We are in the bottom of the Amud. We're starting with the word Zitmar. Uh, there are three halachas that the Gemara says we pass like Rav, even though normally, generally speaking, a machlos between Rav and Rav Yochanan, so we pass like Rav Yochanan. Uh, so, but nevertheless, uh, on three fronts, uh, so the halacha is going to follow like Rav. And uh, all of them are going to be some version of uh, and then the question is, what's going to be on, on day number two? Uh, we discussed in the context of Shabbos Yantav, uh, so that when we have back-to-back uh, Shabbos Yantav or Yantav Shabbos, it really doesn't matter, and an egg is laid on one day, so then what's going to be the status of the next day? So there, Rav says, that if it comes up on one day, so then it's going to be us to the next day. Um, this probably or possibly could be predicated on the fact that Rav views Shabbos is Yantav as Kedusha Achas, although... Uh, the Gemara, the, the Gemara wasn't happy with that explanation. The Gemara gave a different explanation. Anyway, that's one, uh, that's one area. A second area, Shnei Yamim Tovim Shel, Shel Galios. Uh, right, Yav Yantav Sheni, and then Yav Yantav Sheni. I'm sorry. Yav, yeah, I keep making that mistake. Yav Yantav Rishon, and then afterwards, Yav Yantav Sheni. And obviously, they're back to back. And Nolde Bezeh, so Rav is of the position under those circumstances, Nolde Bezeh, Asura, uh, I'm sorry, Nolde Bezeh, Muteres Bezeh. So that was the position of Rav over there, and clearly he's uh, operating with the idea that the uh, one of those days has Kedusha, the other day does not. It's just a question of we don't know which one. It's al Safek. Okay, so anyway, so that was Rav over there. Um, and then the last uh, discussion we're going to be starting right now, and that's going to be the two days of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are fundamentally different than a, the, 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 the general uh, two days of Yantav, as we're going to be discussing over the course of today's daf. It is pre- predominantly going to be the one topic that we're going to be discussing over the course of today's daf. And so, uh, I got good news and bad news. So the good news, uh, timing couldn't be any better. Meaning, what better time is there to talk about Rosh Hashanah than on the eve of the eve of Rosh Hashanah? So in terms of timing, it literally couldn't, it couldn't work out better. Uh, the daf yomi, in, in, in terms of the hashkacha of when it comes out, it's fantastic. That's the good news. The bad news is, it's an unbelievably complicated Tough. And it's going to, there are going to be a lot of moving parts over here, and not only just moving parts, but uh, different historical time periods. So uh, when all said and done, it is not an easy daf, and obviously I'm going to try my best to explain it as clearly as clearly and lucidly as possible, but with with a forewarning that this is definitely a, a, a difficult uh, a difficult daf. Itmar the Gemara begins, so when you have the two days of Rosh Hashanah, so here we have an agreement between Rav and Shmuel, and that is, is that when the egg is laid on the first day, it's going to be prohibited on day number two. Okay, which means, in other words, we don't have to know much to understand the very, the very basics of his premise, and that, of course, is, is that the two days of Rosh Hashanah are considered one, one entity, right? Kedusha Achas, all right? Yuma Richta, whatever term you want to use to describe it, but it's basically one continuum, uh, obviously. In other words, if you, if, if what, what, like we said yesterday regarding the two days of Yantav, or Yantav Rishon, Yantav Shedi Shogalios, so there where Rav is of the position that Nolde Bezeh Muteres Bezeh, so over there, obviously, one of those days has Kedusha, we just happen not to know which one, but, but, but if it's, but if the egg is laid on one day, so you're allowed to use it the next day because one of those days had Kedusha, we just don't know which one. So there's two separate Kedushas, again, according to Rav. Remember yesterday's daf, Rav Ravasi was a machlokis. But anyway, we're right now just focusing on the sheet of Rav. Now contrast that to Rosh Hashanah where Rav says, in conjunction with Shmuel, that nol de or So obviously they're viewing Rosh Hashanah as a continuum. So the Gemara now wants to know, how do, how, do we, how do we see that? How exactly are we sure that the two days of Rosh Hashanah are viewed as a continuum? 
Okay, so before we start with the Gemara, let's just make sure that we got a real clear uh, clear ahead in terms of the two days of Rosh Hashanah and that, how that is notably, remarkably different than two days of uh, two uh, two day uh, two day when it comes to a two-day yantiv, so what's the problem? The problem is Rosh Hashanah has already been established. The basin in Yerushalayim already are, are already are already clearly determined which day is is Rosh Hashanah. They were Makadish the Chodesh, in fact. And now the only question becomes getting that information, messaging that to the uh, to the uh, to, to the far-off regions of uh, of the Jewish people, Jewish people not living anywhere proximate to Yerushalayim, but living out in the Living out in the sticks, uh, right? The the, the out of towners, if you will. Okay, I know a sensitive topic for us. So the out of towners, if you will. So how do you get that in- information to them? So as quickly as possible. So there used to be a time where they had high speed internet, otherwise known as fire on the mountaintops. So then, like we discussed in yesterday's daf, so the information got to them real quickly. However, if the internet's down and uh, the information's not getting to them, so they literally don't know which day was Rosh Chodesh. So as a result of that, they're going to be observing two days, but only because of a lack of knowledge. That's called suffolk. That's called one of those days of Kedusha. We just don't know which one. Okay. That is a, uh, that's how we presented yesterday, and our story is going to be the same today. That is a two-day yantif. Again, according to Rav. I understand for Ravasti things are different, but right now we're just focusing on the sheet of Rav. Good. Now let's talk about Rosh Hashanah. See, Rosh Hashanah now gets trickier. Now Rosh Hashanah is a two-day yantif misafek. No. No. It's not a two-day Yantami Suffolk. Because as we're going to see in just a moment, in the base of Mikdash they were observing two days of Rosh Hashanah. In the base of Mikdash where they, they're, they're establishing which day is Rosh Chodesh. So you can't tell me that that's Misham Suffolk. They're the ones who are making the determination. So what does that mean that Rosh Hashanah is a two-day Yantav? So as now will become evident is as follows. We are now in the month of Elul. I'm, I'm saying that both accurately right now and also, but, but much more I'm explaining the Gemara. So if we were, if we're in the month of Elul and we are now approaching the end of Elul, so which day is going to be Rosh Hashanah? So there are two possibilities. Either it's going to be the 30th day of Elul or the 31st day of Elul. Either one of them are candidates to become the first day of Tishrei, again, Rosh Hashanah. Now, if, if, if Adam come and, 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 uh, and testify about the witnessing of the new moon on the 30th day of Elul, so then Basin will hear the Edus, accept the Edus, and establish the 30th day to be the first day of Tishrei, what we call Rosh Hashanah. If Edom do not come on the 30th, well, there is going to be a major discussion we're going to see in Rosh Hashanah, whether we even need the Edom to come on day 31, but whether they come or they don't come, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does matter, but for our purposes, it doesn't matter. We know now that the next day is, in fact, going to be Rosh Hashanah, and so good. So one of those days is going to be Rosh Hashanah. It's really going to be a function of Edom. So far, so good. Now let's see, let's, let's go back inside. Let's see how all this plays out. Did none. So we have a Mishnah. And that is Berishona. Now originally, Hayyum Makabla made us a Chosh Kolayom. So the, originally the plan was, is that on the 30th day of Elul, so we were ready to accept Adam the whole day. And why not? In other words, uh, the, uh, come, uh, come sometime during the day, witnesses, if in fact they saw the new moon, so would come and testify they saw the new moon, and basically what it established now today to be Rosh Hashanah. Now, being that we didn't know, and, and, and in just a moment, I'm going to clarify this point a lot better. Being that we didn't know whether or not the 30th day of Elul is going to be Rosh Hashanah, so how do we, the Jewish people, go into the 30th day of Elul? Again, we're going back to the time of the base of Mekdash. So how do we handle that? Well, the answer actually is pretty simple. And that is, 
is that because today could become the first day of Tishrei, so we're going to observe today as Tishrei, as the first day of Tishrei, even though we don't know for sure. Even though it could it could end up becoming, when all said and done, days over, and today did not end up becoming the first day of Tishrei, but nevertheless, because of the possibility that will be, so we're going to, we're going to start off today with Isra Malacha and, and tomorrow morning, chauffeur. I say that not, not totally convinced or, or, or sure that that's correct. But anyway, but we're going to treat today like Rosh Hashanah. And then, of course, if the Adem don't come, okay, so, uh, sorry. Um, not sorry, but in other words, it didn't turn out today was not Rosh Hashanah. Okay, good. Tomorrow's going to be Rosh Hashanah. So far, so good. Now, here, here, here became the problem. Now, this is the original approach, which is that they were ready to be Makabal Adem the whole day of the 30th day of Elo. Now, one time the Adem came really late. Now, really late. After Mincha. And what happened was, is that when the Levim came time to offer the Tamashal Bein Arbayim, so not only did they offer the Tamashal Bein Arbayim, but on top of that, they also, uh, they also sang a shir. Now, what shir do you sing? Well, it depends. If it's a yantif, there's a shir for yantif. If it's not a yantif, if it's a chol, there's a shir for chol. So what did they do at that point in time? They sang the shir for chol because Adam didn't come yet. So even though they, and I know this part's confusing, but let's just say it. Even though they observed today to be Rosh Hashanah, but by virtue of the fact that Adam has not yet come, so all the avodah is going to be done like a regular weekday avodah, including the shir min lamala. I'm sorry, including the shir of mincha. And Venus Kalkala live in Bashir. But after Mincha, so then in rushed into Adam, ready to declare that today is Rosh Hashanah, and now based in is upset with themselves. Because look, we handle the Mincha like a weekday Mincha, and the shear that we sang in conjunction with the Mincha is a shear of, of Chol and not a shear of Rosh Hashanah. And so uh, it bothered them. So it bothered them so much. Hitkinu Shalo Yehu Mikablam Esa Adam, Ella Ad Hamincha. So at that point in time, they then establish the following. If let's say for all future years, if witnesses come before Mincha, up to Mincha, good. We're ready to accept them. But Mincha, Mincha, Lamala, but once, once they came after Mincha, so then we would say to the Adam as follows. Look, we, we appreciate that you came. Um, well, thank you very much. You're not testifying today. What you'll do is you'll testify tomorrow. Ah, but we saw the moon today and, and, and we're ready to declare that today's Rosh Chodesh. So we say to the Adim, no. In other words, at this point in time, we've, we've gone this far in the day treating it like a Yom Chol. Now, again, this part gets confusing. Treating it like a Yom Kodesh, but doing the Avoda like a Yom Chol, we've gone this far in the day. So you know what we'll do? Uh, we'll, we'll just simply postpone you to t- tomorrow. But here we now we get to the most critical component and that is as follows. Well, then, so what are we going to be doing for the rest of today? Meaning, we're not ready to accept Adam anymore, so, uh, and we're going to postpone them off to tomorrow. But the truth of the matter is, is that we've been observing this day, the 30th day of Elo, up until this point in time, like Kodesh. So what are we going to do? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you what we're going to do. What we're going to do is, is that we're going to finish off the day in Kedusha. And then tomorrow, obviously, will be Rosh Hashanah. So here we have now a scenario, a situation in which... We're going to be observing today is Rosh Hashanah and tomorrow is Rosh Hashanah. Now, will the real Rosh Hashanah please stand up? Okay. Now, which one is the, which one is the real Rosh Hashanah? The answer, actually, Rashi says this. The answer is really clear. It's going to be the second day of Yantav. 
the second day of the observed days of Yantav. That's going to be the real Rosh Hashanah. Meaning we basically, we told the Adam not to testify today. And of course they will do what we tell them to do. So they're not testifying today. They're testifying tomorrow. Tomorrow is really the declaration of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, as far as the month of Tishrei is concerned, everything will be predicated not on day one, but rather on day two. So far, so good. Comes out now that the second day is Rosh Hashanah. But what happened to the first day? Well, the first day was an observed Rosh Hashanah, including the time period, Mina Mincha Ulamala. Even, even from a time period in which we know that we are, re- that, that the store is closed, we're not ready to accept Mincha we're still going to be observing the remainder of that day as Rosh Hashanah. What does all this tell us? All this tells us that those two days, even though from a Rosh Chodesh standpoint, day number two is Rosh Hashanah, but those two days are considered one continuum, one unit of Rosh Hashanah, meaning it's Kedusha Achas. Good. Now, there's a lot of questions that, 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 you, that you could ask, and, and the truth of the matter is, is that I'm going to give a really condensed, short version of this entire discussion, right? Uh, the Gemara said that they, one time they came in a Mincha Lamala, they came after Mincha, um, and, and, and what happened was is that it upset the Shir Shalyam. Uh, you, know, you know that there was a Shachris that day as well. So it, uh, what, what did they do for Shachris on that day? So see Rashi for a discussion in terms of what they did for Shachris and why, why Shachris didn't bother the Gemara and why only Mincha bothered the Gemara and the Shir that was said over Mincha. Okay. Uh, admittedly, there, there are loose ends that need to be tied up. I'm not tying up all the loose ends. I really want to focus just on the, on, on the core point of the Gemara over here is that because they did not accept Adam in a Mincha Lamala and because they still observed that day to be Rosh Hashanah and that continued into the next day, so that comes to show us, it demonstrates us, that the two days of Yantav are not two separate days. It's not done al-Safek, but rather it's done as a Takana that was instituted by the rabbis. Okay, so with that stated, uh, So now the Gemara says, okay, but now let's go forward. Now, if it just, <clears throat> just to organize this information as, as, as well as I can, so we're really looking at now a third historical tkufa, meaning tkufa number one. We were ready to accept Adam the whole day. Okay. And that got us to a point where there was an occasion. I don't know historically when this occurred. Obviously, it's sometime during the, the period of the base of Mikdash. I would guess it's sometime during the second base of Mikdash, but that's just a guess on my part. I really don't know. But then there was a second historical tkufa in which they said, you know what? It's no good. Right, the the system of accept we're ready to accept the Adam the entire first day is no good because again it it, it ruins aspects of the avoda. So we're only going to accept the Adam up until mincha mina mincha mala. We're not going to accept them. So that's that's kufa period number two, and so therefore they continued observing day number one as as Rosh Hashanah. They observed day number two as Rosh Hashanah, and again it's kedusha achas. It's one kedusha like we already explained. Okay, now. We get to the period of Rav Yochem and Zaka. Now, Rav Yochem and Zaka, as we know, we've gone over repeatedly multiple occasions. So he, uh, he lived during the destruction of Baisheni, and he made a number of takanas. When we get to the fourth paragraph of Rosh Hashanah, so we're going to go over the total number of takanas that were made by Rav Yochem and Zakai. One of the takanas of Rav Yochem and Zakai is that, look, unfortunately, we no longer have a base of Mikdash. So as far as Avoda is concerned, Avoda is not going to be a casualty of witnesses coming late. As a result of that, Rav Yochum says, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to accept witnesses min ha-mincha ulamala. On the 30th day of Elo, we're, we're prepared to take witnesses 
as, as late as possible. And here, here comes the critical component. So, and, and if witnesses come in the Minchal Amal, so what are we going to do? So we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to obviously establish today to be Rosh Chodesh, which means that today's going to be Rosh Hashanah. We've been observing the whole day anyway as Rosh Hashanah, but that's not the critical component. The critical component is that we're going to also declare today to be Rosh Hashanah. And then obviously, you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow will be Tzom Gedaya. Okay. So, and, and, and what does that mean? It means that according to Rav Yochem and Zakeh, if witnesses did not come day n- number one, so then day number two is going to be Rosh Hashanah. But it also means now that it's one of those two days which is going to be Rosh Hashanah, but it's not both. From Rav Yochem and Zakai uh, and onward, where they were ready to accept Edom and Amin Cholamala, so now that means that although Rosh Hashanah is going to be observed as two days, but it's not one continuum, it's either or, one day or the other. Which means now that Beitz is Shnol de Bezeh, Muteras Bezeh. Now hopefully, hopefully I explained that really clearly. I know I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact that this is a complex portion of today's daf, but the Gemara, the Gemara says that that's what would happen from Rav Yochem and Zakai onward. Did none, and we learned in a Mishnah, Meshachar Beitz, to make the shit from Rav Yochem and Zakai, Shumekalim Edus, Hachodesh Kolayom. So he would be, he would ready, he'd be ready to be Mekabel Edus Kolayom. So Amalei Abaye, Vaharav Ushmol Darmi Tavayu Beitz Asura. So the Gemara says, wait one second. So I, I'm I'm so confused. Meaning, so we just we just covered three tkufas, three three historical periods, and that is um, the tkufa of originally we're ready during the base of Mikdash ready to take Adam on the whole day. The second tkufa where that it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good strategy because it ruined the shear for the uh, for the for the Bein Arbayim. So therefore, we were only ready to accept Adam only up to Mincha, but Mincha Lamal we were no longer ready to accept Adam. Which means now that the two days of Rosh Hashanah are one kedusha. Then after Chum Beis Hamikdash, where there's no longer a voda, there's no longer a kilkul hashir. Rav Yochman Zakeh says we're going to go back to accepting the Edom all day on day number one, which means that there are two separate days. Meaning one of them is going to be Rosh Hashanah, whichever one it is, but they're going to be two separate days. The Gemara says, oh, so far so good, but it's not good because remember how we started off the whole discussion. Rav and Shmuel both say that for Rosh Hashanah. Nol de bezeh, asura bezeh. Now, obviously, Rav and Shmuel are living in a post-Chorban uh, time period. They're living circa the third century. And, 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 and at that point in time, Rav Yochem and Zakai's uh, position, his takana has already been enacted now for at least a hundred years, probably closer to two hundred years. And, and at that point in time, didn't we just conclude that post Rav Yochem and Zakai, who was ready to accept the Edim, Minna Minchalamala. So we're viewing the two days of Rosh Hashanah, not as one continuum, but rather as one of those days being Kadush, but, but not both of them. And therefore, it was Nolda Bezeh should be Muteris Bezeh. So the Gemara says, so, so I'm, I'm so confused. So didn't we come out that according to Rav Yochem and Zakai, should be Nolda Bezeh, Muteris Bezeh? And didn't the whole conversation start with the Psak of Rav and Shmuel of Nolda Bezeh, Asur Bezeh? So the Gemara says, now, you know, that's not a fair fight. It's not. In other words, I'm telling you what Rav Yochem and Zakai is telling, would say, and, and you're telling me what Rav and Shmuel would say? Rav Yochem and Zakai is a Tana. Rav and Shmuel are Marayim. Like, who, 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 who do you think is, who do you think is going to win in that fight? It's not a fair fight, right? It's a, a Lahavdil. It's a heavyweight against a lightweight. 
it's a, you, you can't, it's, it's not a fight. So the Gemara says, well, Rav Shmuel, Kasha Masni. So the Gemara says, okay. So, so, so fine. So, so don't put the two of them one, one against the other, obviously. Meaning we, we're going to follow Rav Yocham and Zakai. And again, Rav Yocham and Zakai is going to view them as Shtei Kedushos, the two days of Rosh Hashanah, and therefore know the Bezeh should be Mutaz Bezeh. Our question now, we turn to Rav and Shmuel and we, and we look at them and we say, no? So what are you saying now? So lo kasha, halan v'halahu. So the Gemara says like this, that it depends whether you're in Eretz Yisrael or whether you're outside Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, so the two days of Rosh Hashanah, so they're going to be viewed as Shtei Kedushos. Why? Because again, from Rav Yochum and Zakai and onward, since we're ready to accept the Edom and the Minchalamala, so one of those days is Rosh Hashanah. Which one? Well, it depends whenever the Edom come. But regardless, the point is, one of those days is going to be Rosh Hashanah and only one of those days. Ah, so, and, and that's an Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Nolte Bezem Muteres Bezem. Good. But in Bavel, this is now the way Rashi presents the Gemara over here. But in Bavel, so what happened? So what happened was, is that prior to Rav Yochem and Zakai, so how do they view the two days of Rosh Hashanah? Kedusha Achas. In Bavel, even though Rav Yochem and Zakai made wholesale changes in Eretz Yisrael, that will not affect the status of Bavel. Meaning Bavel will be operating the two days of Rosh Hashanah as they did previously. In other words, in, in Bavel, since the, uh, the, uh, the Edus HaChodesh is not going to be changed, therefore the way they view Rosh Hashanah is also not going to be changed as well. The two days of Rosh Hashanah out there in Bavel is still going to be viewed as Kedusha Achas. Therefore, when Rav and Shmuel were offering their Psak of Nol the Bezah, Sur Bezah, that Psak was not for Eretz Yisrael, that was for Bavel. Okay, now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's year today, I know that it is a complicated sugya, and on top of it being a complicated sugya, I'm only presenting it today through the lens of Rashi. Because in Bavel, his, his Takana, the way the Gemara seems to be presenting it, the way Rashi seems to be presenting it, his Takana was specific to Eretz Yisrael. That's it. To us, um, yeah. In other words, it, it does. It would come out strange now that in Eretz Yisrael, Nol Bezem Muteres Bezem, and in Bavel, Nol Bezem Sur Bezem. Yeah, the the Psakim would be different. I mean, to be fair, in Eretz Yisrael they observe one day of Yantav, and in 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 Bavel they observe two days of Yantav. So there are obviously limits to Los Cisco to do. Okay. Um, so, uh, Rav Yosef says, I- I'm going to disagree. I feel that even, in other words, I'm not disagreeing with Rav Yochem and Zakai did. Rav Yochem and Zakai said that after Chum Beis Mikdash, where, no, where Avoda unfortunately no longer becomes a consideration. So, and, and we were ready to accept the Edom, Mina Mincha Lamala, but as far as Beitza is concerned, the status of Beitza does not change. Meaning for Beitza, Nolde Bezeh is a Sur Bezeh. Why? Because Rav Yochem and Zakai, although he shifted and he changed when we were ready to accept the Edim, but he did not change the status of Rosh Hashanah being either a one, a, a one Kedusha event or a Kedusha event. So, my time, Okay. And, and the reason why is because we have this idea of the Chachamim making Takanas, the Chachamim making Zeras. And when can the, the, the Takana or the Zera be lifted? Only when you have another basin coming along 
and 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 undoing repealing that which that which was done by an earlier basin. Then and only then could it be repealed. And what Rav Yosef is going to try to argue, and admittedly it's a difficult argument, is that Rav Yochem is Zakai. So what he repealed was only the basin and their acceptance of the witnesses. But what he's not ready to repeal is the way we 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 view and perceive Rosh Hashanah, not as a one kedusha event, but rather as a two kedusha event that wasn't repealed. Now, in just a little, in just a little bit, the Gemara is going to ask the obvious question: Aren't these two issues interconnected? And and once Rav Yochem Zakai changed our position regarding when to accept the Edim, isn't the way now that we're looking at Rosh Hashanah from a one kedusha versus two kedusha standpoint? Isn't that going to change? So later the Gemara is going to ask that very question. But in the meantime, however, the Gemara mentioned that the only way that an earlier enactment of Basin can be repealed is only by a later Basin. So the Gemara says, this, uh, this idea, where does it come from? So the Gemara now gives us a source. Now, now, how do we know this? So the Gemara is going to bring down a number of, of sources. So, uh, so the Gemara is going to give a couple of sources. One, Maimad Harsinai. So by Maimad Harsinai, so uh, the Torah is very clear with the instructions of our hachan, our, our preparation for Maimad Harsinai, and that is, is that the husbands and wives have to uh, have to abstain from one another, and they cannot have Tash Shemitah in preparation three days prior to uh, to Kabbalah Torah, and then. Afterwards, uh, the instructions were, Shuvah lachem lachem, go back to your tents. Meaning husbands and wives are intimate with each other one, once again. The Omer, and on top of that, we have another bahar. That when you blow in the shofar, so at that point in time, so you go up on Harsinai, meaning there is a prohibition of coming close to Harsinai for Muhammad Harsinai, but once you blow shofar, so now we're allowed to go on. Vitanya, and on top of that, we also have another b'risa. The girsas over here need a little bit of work, but Akravas min Adarun Lud min Amarav Viyardim min Amizrach Viamar Ula Vitemer Rabba Barbachanam Rav Yochanan Matam Kedel Atar Shukri Shalem BePeiros. I read all that really quickly. Let me just spend a moment explaining that. The basic idea is is that when you have uh, when you have Netaravai, when you have fourth year produce. The, uh, so the halacha is, is that you can redeem it, take the money to Yushalayim, and buy whatever food you want. Similar to Meister Shani. However, uh, when it came to, uh, Karim Ravai during the time of the base of Mikdash, so they made the following institution, and that is, is that although you could redeem it, and although, uh, you could spend the money in Yushalayim buying whatever food you want, but if you were within a day's walk of Yushalayim, so a special takana was made, and, and that was the perimeter that we were just given. Now, I know a lot from the south, by the way. I mentioned the, the Gearses are a little bit, right? The, the cities are a little, uh, need a little bit of work and the, and the Gearses need a little bit of work. Uh, a lot is not a one day walk to Yerushalayim, right? It's, I, 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 I never walked it. It's more than a day. Okay. And, and Lud being a one day walk within Yerushalayim, it, that's, uh, that, 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 that we can entertain. That's plausible. Anyway, the point is as follows. Let's let just, let's just deal with the concept. Um, if you're within, within a one-day walk of Yerushalayim, so the Chachamim said that although the Torah allows you to redeem your produce and, and bring the money to Yerushalayim, so they legislated, you cannot redeem. But rather, you actually have to bring the fruit to Yerushalayim. Why? So Rav Yochanan says, 
Because here's what we want. We want Yerushalayim to be filled with fruit. And so, right, it, it beautifies Yerushalayim. It's a, it's a city ordinance, basically, to make Yerushalayim look beautiful. So, by legislating that you're not going to be able to redeem your fruit, and you must bring your fruit to Yerushalayim, good. Yerushalayim now is mi'utar. Uh, you're going to have now actual fruit in Yerushalayim. People are going to, if people are forced, are legislated to actually bring their fruit to Yerushalayim. Okay, good. Um, even, even for money, they have to come to and buy food there anyway. No? I understand that, but 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 the but the but by by enacting enacting now, you actually have to bring your fruit. You can't just you can't. Just, these people now with my with with their camera of eye cannot just simply bring money. They have to bring fruit. Okay, you're correct. But this legislation further promotes that there actually has to be fruit over there. Okay, fine. I, the truth of the matter is your question is still better than my answer because that fruit that you're bringing can, is not sellable. In other words, that, 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 that has to be consumed. Okay. I, I, I like your question better than my answer. But still, that's the basic idea. Now, Vitanya, Karen Ravai, Hayalola, Rebbe Lazar, Mizrach. And now the Gemara tells the following story, which is, is that Rebbe Lazar had a vineyard east of Lod, which means now that he was in between Lod and Yerushalayim. He was in a one day's walk. And Bitsad Kfar Tevi, Ubikesh, as we now turn to the Amid Beis, Ubikesh, now what Rebbe Lazar wanted to do is he wanted to be mafkir all the fruit. Ubikesh, lafkir laniyam. And so he wanted to be mafkir to the Aniyam, meaning what he didn't want to do is he didn't want to take it and bring it up to Yerushalayim, uh, because it's a schlep. So, so he, so he said, he said to the Aniyam, you take it. So, Amrlo Tamida Rebbe Kvar Nimnu Alecha Chavarecha Vitirua. And they said to Rebbe Eliezer, Oh, you know that, that, that for Shuke Yerushalayim, so they already, uh, lifted the legislation. Meaning there was legislation that if you're within a one day's walk, you are not allowed to redeem it, uh, but you're fine because a later basin came along and lifted that legislation. And man chavrecha Rav Yocham and Zakai. So, and, 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 and happened to have been Rav Yocham and Zakai who was the one who lifted it. Now, even though, by the way, in other words, the whole purpose over here is to be ma'atir shuke Yerushalayim, but now, unfortunately, with Chorben Beis Mikdash, so what, what are we going to do? We're going to beautify Yerushalayim after the Beis Mikdash is no longer there, after the Jews are no, no longer living there. And still the point is, is that I needed a based in to lift the legislation. And time, and the Gemara makes exactly this point. Time of the Nimnu. Hello, Nimnu. Lo. Okay. So, if you're following along, so what we've now established is, is that we've quoted not one, but two psukim in, 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 by, by Mamad Harsinai. We also quoted the entire episode with the Karim Ravai, that, the, that, that, the, uh, that there was a Gzeira de Rabbanan, that you cannot redeem your produce if you're within a one day's walk. And that was lifted uh, by a later based in. Uh, and that later based in happened to have been Rav Yocham and Zakai. Okay. So what we're getting now, not once, not twice, but three different times, is that if based in make an enactment, the only way that it could be lifted is only by a later based in. It has to be re- repealed by an act of based in. Good. And, and all this now is going to bring us back to full circle, meaning that when Rav Yochan ben Zakkai, uh, after Chorn Beis Mikdash, so he allowed the witnesses to come, min hamin cholamala, and that was an act of based in. And it had to have been an act of based in, because you need an, an act of based in to undo, to, upli- uh, to, 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 to repeal that which was done by an earlier based in. Okay. So far, so good. 
Now, the Gemara just is going gonna, is gonna to go through, why, why do we cite two psukim by Maimon Harsinai, and then another case study by Kem Ravai, all to show that you need a later basin to repeal? Like, wouldn't one, wouldn't one source be enough? That's what the Gemara is going to do right now. My ve'omer, hachi kamer. So first we go over the first source, which is that the uh, that there, there was a ban. Now this is not a rabbinic ban. This is a Torah ban, but still the, the, the point is still the same. There was a ban for Maimon Harsinai that husbands and wife have to separate. And then a, a an issue came out, a repeal that says, go back to your tent. So, isn't, isn't that source enough? So the Gemara says, no, it's not necessarily enough. Because maybe over there, it's not that we were repealing the ban, meaning maybe the ban was lifted in of itself. I, what, what was the instructions? The instructions were, don't delay. Meaning, immediately tur- turn around and go right back to your wives. Uh, so it could just simply be for the pur- purpose of mitzvah zona. <laughs> meaning, it not, it's, it's not conclusive that the that that, that Akash Baruch over there was trying to repeal the ban. He's just simply encouraging husbands and wives to be together immediately after Mamad Har Sinai. That could be so. Tashma bim yalu bahar. So the Gemara says. So that's what we are now going to be gaining from the second pasuk. The second pasuk is there to clearly demonstrate that that it's a uh, that Akash Baruch was repealing that which was originally issued. Okay, fine. Now Michti. So, um, when the Torah says that the, um, that, 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 that you're not allowed to graze on the mountain while, while Baruch Hu is there. So, but what, that means to say that once the, when the Shekhinah is removed, so then you can go. So, Lamali, I'm sorry. So, uh, so then why do we have to blow shofar? So, uh, so it's there to tell me that uh, that even though we know that the, uh, the, it's prohibited only up to the point where Shekhinah is there, when Shekhinah is gone, it should be repealed on its own, it's not repealed on its own. Meaning you need Kiyah Shofar in order to repeal. So that comes to teach me, comes to show me that uh, when you have a, an enactment that was done, now admittedly over here it's a little bit strange because it's an enactment by a Karsh Baruch Hu, but once an enactment is made, the only way it's going to be lifted is only through an act of Beistin, or in this case, an act of a Baruch Hu. Now, so I might have thought, okay, that, fine, that operates on a Daraisa level. On a Darabana level as well? So Tashma Kerem Revai, ah, that's why we went through the whole episode of Kerem Revai to teach me that this is not only true on a Din Daraisa, it's also true on a Din Darabanan. Va'akerem Revai, Darabanan, Kfar Nimno Okay, fine. So, that's why we get through, went through Karen Ravai. So, so far, what we've established right now is that when Basin makes any kind of enactment, a takana, a and they want to repeal it, repealing it has to be done by an act of Basin. Um, major discussion, which I'm just going to touch on. I'm, I'm not really, uh, we're, we're not covering it right now. But if you take a look at the second paragraph of, of the Rambam, so Chazmamrim, so a major discussion to be had of whether or not you need a basin, uh, does the later basin have to be greater? Uh, it seems like the answer is yes. Um, there is a major discussion to be had on that, on that topic between the Rambam and the Ravid. Uh, take a look at the second paragraph of Hilchos Mamrim. Okay, uh, that, that, all, all I did was just point you to the right direction, but I, I didn't do anything more than that. Anyway, I, obviously I would like to focus on the Gemara over here. So what do we have right now? 
we have an idea that if Basin makes an enactment, so the only way it can be lifted is through an act of Basin. We went through two psukim by, by Mamad Harsinai. We went through also the episode of Kerem Revai. Good. It's now been established. So now let's go back to Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so remember now, let's, let's, let's take ourselves through the history of Rosh Hashanah. Originally, we're ready to accept the Basin the entire first day, in the meaning of the 30th day of Elo. Okay, it, it ended badly. It ended poorly. The avod, some of the avoda got ruined. So at that point in time, so they made a takana. The takana is only minamincha lamala. Uh, I, I'm sorry, min, minha mincha. Only up to up to mincha were we ready to accept edim. Minamincha lamala, we're not ready to accept edim. What happens minamincha lamala? So here's what happens. We will still continue to observe the remainder of today as Rosh Hashanah as we did from the beginning of the day, and it's going to seamlessly go into the next day. Where the next day we're going to reinvite the edim to come and testify. And the next day is going to be Rosh Hashanah. What does that show us? That the first and second day of Rosh Hashanah are one continuum. It's Kedusha Achas. Good. Then comes along Rav Yochem and Zakai after the destruction of the base of Mikdash and said, look, unfortunately, Avod is no longer an issue. We don't have to worry about Kilkul Ashir. So you know what? I'm ready to accept Adam the whole day. Which means now that if Adam do in fact come at any point on the 30th day of Elul, today will be Rosh Hashanah. What's tomorrow? The second day of Tishrei. If Adam don't come today, so tomorrow will be Rosh Hashanah. And what's today? Well, I know we observe today to be Rosh Hashanah, but it's not. Which means now, from the point of Rav Yochem and Zakin going forward, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are not Kedusha Achas, but they're Shtei Kedushas. Okay. That is almost, that almost gets us to where we are right now. But one, other, one more thing that we have to go over, and that was the position of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said that from Tekanus Rav Yochem and Zakin onward, we're still going to be treating the two days of Rosh Hashanah as one continuum, as Kedusha Achas. Why? Because that never changed. Why did that never change? Because it needs to be done through an act of Beisden. Okay. Now the Gemara is thinking over what Rav Yosef is saying, and, and then the Gemara went through all the sourcing of how we know that you need another Beisden in order to enact. Now the Gemara is going over Rav Yosef and saying to itself, what? <laughs> what, Rav Yosef? Could you repeat that again? What? Right, Rav Yochem and Zakai changed the nature of when we're going to be accepting Edom, but he didn't change the nature of Rosh Hashanah being Kedusha Achas and Teshtei Kedushos. The Gemara says that part I don't understand, and that's where the, and that's where we're picking it up right now. So, um, so the Gemara says now when Rav Yochem and Zakai may re- repeal the Takana. And allowed Adam to come the whole day. So the Gemara says, um, you mean to tell me that he's not changing the nature of Rosh Hashanah from a Kedusha Achas to Shtei Kedushos? So the Gemara says, Ki imnu lo imnu. So the Gemara says, yeah. Rav Yochem and Zakai says that the appointment, the, the repealing of Rav Yochem and Zakai was only going on the testimony, not on the eggs. Meaning, out of with no context, it's a funny line. But meaning to say that the only thing that Rav Yochum and Zakai changed is when are we going to accept the Adam? We'll accept the Adam the whole day, the whole thirtieth day. Um, but in terms of changing the nature of Rosh Hashanah from a one day kedusha to a two day kedusha, that Rav Yochum and Zakai did not change. So Amalei Abayi Atu Beitza Beminya Mihavi. Beitza be'edus talia milsa. It's a edus. It's a beitza. Ishtari edus. Ishtari beitza. And Abayi says, I don't understand this whole this whole dialogue. It makes no sense to me. Do you know Do you know what the egg is? 
the egg is a halacha which reflects the nature of Rosh Hashanah. Meaning, don't look at the, don't look at the psaq regarding the eggs. Look at the nature of Rosh Hashanah. Meaning, in the time of the Beis Mikdash, when they did not accept Edeminam and Cholamala, so now those two days of Rosh Hashanah, what are they? They are Kedusha Achas. That's why during the time of the Beis Mikdash, no the Bezeh, Asura Bezeh. And, and, but, the, but, but the status regarding the eggs is only reflecting what the way we're viewing Rosh Hashanah. And once the base of Mixish was destroyed, and once Rav Yochanan Zakai now reinstituted the acceptance of Eidah Mina Mincha so that means that on the 30th day of Elul, today could become Rosh Hashanah. It can actually become Rosh Hashanah the entire day. Now, if it happens not to be, so then tomorrow will be Rosh Hashanah. But in other words, one of those days is Rosh Hashanah to the exclusion of the other, which means that what Rav Yochanan Zakai did is he turned the two days of Rosh Hashanah into Shtei Kedushos. The eggs, no the bezeh, muteres bezeh, it's just a reflection of the nature of Rosh Hashanah. So Abai says, so, so you can't tell me that Rav Yochem and Zaka was only talking about the Edom, he wasn't talking about the eggs. Hava hatalia, one is dependent on the other. Okay. So, you could see, this is a, like I, like I said in the beginning of Shir today. It's a really involved discussion in terms of how to look at the two days of Rosh Hashanah and the nature of the two days of Rosh Hashanah. Rav Ada, Rav Salman, Tarvayu, Mibek Kluchis, Amri, Afmitikaz, Rav Yochem, and Zakav Eilech, Beitza, Surah. So the Gemara says that, you know, even though we've, Abai successfully argued that the way that we should be looking at the two days of Rosh Hashanah in a Rav Yochem and Zakai era is to view as Eshtay Kedushos, which means now that, that an egg laid on the first day of Rosh Hashanah should be Mutter on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara offers now a counter-argument. The counter-argument by these Amaraim basically go as follows. Look, even though Rav Yochum and Zakkai was ready to accept Adam the entire, the entire first day of Rosh Hashanah, still know the Bezeh, Sur Bezeh. Why? Because, my time, So the Gemara says, because what's going to happen is the following. Look, we're creatures of habit. Okay, and uh, and 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 we're going to be so comfortable. We're going to get so used to Rosh Hashanah being viewed as Shei Kedushos. And then what happens is, is that overnight the base of Mikdash is going to be built. Now, remember, we had exactly this kind of thought process at the end of Masech Sukkah. So basically, we're we're using the same idea, right? We had it by the Omer, absolutely correct. And so over here, we've been we've been viewing Rosh Hashanah as a two day as Shei Kedushos as a two day event meaning two separate days. And now, when the base of Mikdash is built, and we're going to go back to the position of we're only ready to accept the Edom up to Mincha. Mina Mincha Lamala, we're not ready to accept Edom. What do we do, Mina Mincha Lamala? We just simply streamline that into the next day, which means now it'll go back, it'll revert to being Kedusha Achas. And people don't know that. That transition will be too difficult for people. And so therefore... People are going to still operate with the thinking of nol de bezem mutaris bezeh, and meanwhile nol de bezeh asur bezeh. So the Gemara says, "Yahachi edos nami lo nikabel." My time in Meir, you better base the mikdash v'yam rishtaki milo kibano edos achosh kol yam kulo hash nami nikabel. So the Gemara says, if you're really worried about people's habits and our inability to transition from a mentality of a two day yantiv to a to a to a kedusha achas, where the two days now being one. Uh, one continuum of kedusha. If you're really worried about that, I, 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 let me let me throw out another concern. 
Basin's not going to know how to handle it. Meaning, well, up until now, Basin is ready to accept Adam in a mincholamala. And now with the building of the Basin Mikdash, now with the, with, with, with the bringing back of the Avoda. And, and, and now, Basin may just simply fall into its old habits of accepting Adam from Minchan onward. And meanwhile, once there's the base of Mikdash and once there is a Voda, we're not allowed to accept Adam from Minchalamala. And you expect, and you, you expect Basin to be able to handle that? And the Gemara's answer is really simple. <laughs> Basin can handle that. So, ha-chi-hashta. Ha-sam eidus mesur le-basin, beitza lechol mesura. Yeah, Basin's fine with that. They're Basin. Meaning, when you're talking about the Hamon Am, the masses, to you and I, so, okay, fine. So, we're creatures of habit, and, it's, and, and habits are hard to break. And mentalities are hard to break. And it, and it would be a paradigm shift for the, for the population at large to, to go from a, from, from Rosh Hashanah being shtei kedushas for Rosh Hashanah being kedusha achas. But if you're asking Basin to make a paradigm shift, no, no problem. They're based and they could do so. Okay. Um, so far now, we are really vacillating back and forth in terms of how to view the two days of Rosh Hashanah, Bizman Hazan nowadays. Do we view the two days of Rosh Hashanah as Kedusha Achas? Do we view Ishte Kedushos? And the Gemara really bounces back and forth based on the fact that we do allow Adam to come and testify, Mina Mincha Lamala. And, 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 and when, when there's no longer a vote and there's no longer a concern of being mechalkal shir, but now the question becomes, even though we're ready to accept Adam and Amin Cholamala, are we then now prepared to view the two days of Rashana as two different days of Kedushas? So the arguments of some Amoraim are yes, and as we just saw, the arguments of some other Amoraim is that no. Rava Amar Rava is also going to agree uh, that we are not going to allow a, an egg laid on one day of Rosh Hashanah to be eaten on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Meaning we're going to be viewing it as one day of Kedusha. But he's going to offer his own reason. Because consider, even in Rav Yochem and Zakai's uh, enactment of, of, our, uh, of our accepting Edom and Amalah, so let's just for a moment imagine Edom don't come. What's going to happen if Adam don't come? So what are we going to do? Well, we observe the whole day as Rosh Hashanah, and we're going to also observe the next day as Rosh Hashanah as well. So the Gemara now wants to argue, Rava wants to argue, that since that's in fact the case, that we're ready to accept both days as Rosh Hashanah, so consequently, as a result of that, so we're, we, you see that they, it, is, it is in fact Kedusha Achas. It's in fact one continuum of Kedusha. And so therefore, even even after Takanus Rav Yochem Zakai, it's still going to be viewed as Kedusha Achas. Okay. Uh, now, it, right, is he talking about in Israel? He's talking about outside of Israel. Presumably, he's talking about both. Okay. Uh, and, and just to conclude now, on what was honestly a really difficult daf, All right, we already got this uh, foreshadowed yesterday, but now we get to revisit it today. And that is, is that on these three areas of halacha, let, 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 let's count it out and let's say over the Pesach of Rav. Number one, yesterday's daf, Shabbos Yantif, back to back. So, Nol de Bezer, so what did Rav say? So, Nol de Bezer, Asura Bezer, that, that the egg laid on one day is going to be us the next day. Okay, that was, that goes back to yesterday's daf. The, um, um, number two, um, the, uh, the two day Yantif in Galus. Right, so Nol de Bezer, Rav said, Muteris Bezer. Right, because it's done, it, it, the two-day Yantif is done off Suffolk. One of them is Kaddish, the other one is not. 
So Miman Avshach, one, one of those days is not going to be Yantiv, and therefore Nolda Bezeh is going to be Mutaris Bezeh. And then finally, the two days of Rosh Hashanah, which is today's entire daf. Uh, so Rav's position is, together with Shmuel, of Nolda Bezeh, Asura Bezeh. So the Gemara concludes, Rav has a tradition, he has a Kabbalah, that in all three of these areas of Halacha, the Halacha falls like Rav. And as we pointed out yesterday, even though on the first issue of, of Shabbos Yantiv, so who was Rav arguing with? He was arguing with Rav Yochanan. And normally we say machlokes between Rav and Rav Yochanan. The Allah is like Rav Yochanan, but over here, uh, so we have this is exceptional exception to the rule where we're going to follow like Rav, not like uh, not like Rav Yochanan. Okay, um, okay. Admittedly, a, a a difficult daf, and just to add one other point, which absolutely needs consideration, and that is as follows: uh, all this was operating when uh, the calendar wasn't fixed. Meaning that in the Rav Yochanan uh, Ben Zakkai period of accepting Edom, obviously the calendar was not yet fixed, uh, even after the Chorban by Sheni. Uh, so they were accepting, they were, they were established Rosh Chodesh based on Edom. And now the question becomes, how, what, what, what do we do when we go into Rosh Hashanah? What, or, right, what do we do on the 30th day of Elo? So, like, like we said, uh, the, they're ready to accept Edom that whole day, even from Minchan onward. There was no longer concern of the Avoda. Fine. Um, what happens when the calendar gets fixed? And now we know for sure, for certain, when, it, when exactly it's going to be, uh, when, when, when it's going to be uh, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, otherwise known as Rosh Hashanah. So do we still view the two days of Rosh Hashanah as Kedusha Achas? Do we now say that it's Shtei Kedushas? Okay, so that's a, another discussion to be had in addition to everything that we discussed in the course of today's daf. Admittedly, uh, not an easy daf, but it really is a struggle in the Gemara today's daf in terms of how to view the two days of Rosh Hashanah as whether or not it should be viewed as Kedusha Achas or Shei Kedusha. So the Gemara's c- conclusion is really clear that we do view it as Kedusha Achas. No, the Bezeh, Asur Bezeh. Okay, or the, the terminology, which by the way, you're not going to see this terminology in the Gemara, Yuma Richta, right? It's a, it's a, the, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are considered like one long day. So that, that, that clearly is a conclusion of the Gemara. How we arrive at that conclusion, that's the difficulty that lies in our Gemara.